0: Welcome to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small, your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Brought to you by Lakelink, your online fishing resource at lake-link.com.
1: Outdoors Radio is also brought to you by Ducks Unlimited. Find out about their upcoming Ducks Expo at duckexpo.com. That's duckexpo.com. I'm Dan Small, today, Brian Bell of Cedar Lake Sales previews new boats coming to the Milwaukee Boat Show at State Fair Park starting January 20th. Dave Evenson talks about a new collection of outdoor stories by Gordon McQuarrie, and Brad Gingras looks at the Wisconsin High School Ice Fishing Tournament season. All that and more coming up on Outdoors Radio, so stay right there. It's time now for Madison Outdoors, and you hear this feature every week on WTSO, the Big 1070, and on our podcast on Lake Link and iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. And joining us now is a familiar voice we haven't heard for a while, McFarland Guide Ron Fairfield. Well, Ron, thanks for joining us, and Happy New Year to you.
2: Well, Happy New Year to you, Dan. Thanks for having
1: me. You bet. Well, you've been a busy guy. I think you went up to Canada for a while this fall, didn't you?
2: Yeah, I was up at uh, Andy Myers Lodge for 10 days or so, and uh, we fished everything from smallmouth bass to muskies, and um, even had a big bull moose walk out in the water on us right by the boat, and I got some real good pictures and real good video footage of him.
1: Nice. And
2: uh, the rut was on, so he wasn't too concerned about us. He just kind of swam along the shore there. Actually, they're so big and long-legged, I think he was walking along the shore. Uh Uh-huh. but he was throwing a pretty good wake, but, bet. Uh, but anyway, yeah. yeah, it was a good trip. We caught a lot of nice fish and uh, had a pretty good time.
1: Well, good, and then I haven't talked to you since deer season. How was that for you?
2: Oh, deer season was really good. You know, uh, I had that artificial shoulder put in uh, four years ago, and I've had to hunt with a crossbow the last three years, and, and I've shot deer with it and, and some nice bucks, and this year I wanted to hunt with my compound again, and I was shooting hundred arrows a night, trying to get in shape to do it, you know, down at the Stoughton Gun Club and mm-hmm. at, the, at the indoor Ranger. I could go down there. So, but, but I didn't get to hunt till about the first week in November because of fishing, and which was very good, in October, November. But anyhow, I'll make a long story short, I shot a shot a real nice buck with uh, a thirteen pointer that dressed out about two hundred pounds with my compound this year. He was a, he was a beauty. He was a nice deer, big deer. Uh, so. Uh, then I got a chance. I hunted maybe five times with a bull this year, and I passed up bucks every every time, some smaller ones, you know, because where we're at there, we let them get some age on them. But anyway, yeah, it was a good season, and my gun season was pretty good. I was letting my grandson do the shooting there, so, you know, I didn't even really shoot one till Friday, but that was a pretty good season as well.
1: Well, sounds like you've got some venison, and your family's got venison, and you've been having a good time. That's great.
2: Yep, yeah, it's uh, and the fall fishing was was fabulous on Lake Wisconsin and the river system. I mean, I had a lot of walleyes. It was we were probably averaging you know anywhere from forty to sixty fish a day. Oh my it goodness. Was, hmm. Yeah, the walleyes were. I mean, a lot of them were thirteen, fourteen inches. But the fun part was I was catching a lot of them out of three feet of water. You know.
3: Yeah.
1: Neat.
2: So they and it was all on artificials.
1: And now you're but, ice fishing. We've got fishable ice pretty much everywhere. So what have you been doing?
2: Oh, well, we do. Uh, I was on uh, Lake Wisconsin. I've uh, been, been out there. I've been on the Madison chain, Tiganza, Wabisa. I haven't been on Monona yet. I, I know the guys are over catching those little bluegills over on Monona Bay, and that's been good. Uh, Mendota, there's shelf ice, you know, I don't know. I haven't been out way out on it. Uh, fished some tip-ups uh, close in on it and uh, caught a couple small pipes. That's about it so far there, but... Lake Wisconsin has been uh, okay. It's not been outstanding, but it's been okay. Uh, crappies and walleyes mostly with a few. And if you get in a little bit closer, like around the grade there, uh, you catch some small bluegills. Uh, you can have fun with it. It's just you don't get very many good ones.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: The walleyes have been biting out there, but you got to be really careful. I mean, that lake is, you'll have six and seven inches ice in one spot and Boy, you'll get a little ways away, and you'll have two or three. Ooh, inches. So, yeah, there's current running through that lake, and boy, if you don't know where you're going, I I wasn't guiding there. I was just fishing, in. you know, I don't think I would really take anybody out there because of that. You know, it's just it's just very unstable.
1: Yeah, well, and but but the Madison chain's been doing uh, been doing okay. Huh? Wabisa, <laughs> you you getting into anything on Wabisa?
2: No, we were fishing, uh, I've been catching a few perch and, and in the evening some walleyes out there. I haven't caught any real big walleyes yet. I guess probably 21 inches is the biggest I've had. Usually there's a little bit of action uh, for that last two hours in the evening, you know. I've been catching one on uh, buckshot rattlespoons, things like that. And they're, you know, you can use a minnowhead on them. I've been using wax worms on them, you know, putting one on the, all three hooks. It doesn't seem to matter. They'll hit a minnowhead or they'll hit the wax worms with it. So, but the perch, uh, you work hard for what you catch, but but you get some nice ones. But you may fish all day and only catch six six fish that you can keep, you know. Yeah. It's been like that with a lot of people. There's not as many people out there right now as there was early, early when there was that first four inches of ice. But Kiganza, it's the same thing. We've had a lot of fish that will chase the bait, and you'll mark them. I mean, you'll be marking fish, and all of a sudden, they'll, they'll come, they'll chase up, and you think they're going to smoke it. They go right back down to the bottom. I'll be darned. <laughs> So, and then every once in a while one will hit it. It's been kind of slow, really. I'd have to say, out in the, as far as the perch bite goes. Uh-huh. And I was over by Cherokee last week and just uh, le- earlier in the week, and there was quite a few guys still fishing over there. And from what I under- I didn't go out, but from what I understand, they're catching some pretty good bluegills in there and picking up a few pike. That sounds like that might be a decent bite for somebody that doesn't have a four wheeler that would like to just walk out.
1: Yeah, well, uh, so it sounds like there's action if you uh, if you look around and try different lakes. How, yeah. How about yeah, Kashkanong? Do you ever get down there?
2: You know, I used to fish it a lot, and I have not been down there in about probably since uh, that year before COVID I was down there. Uh-huh. We, we caught some small walleyes. I didn't get anything of any size, and I did not go back. But there's guys that do. I mean, there's guys that live down there that fish it pretty hard, and... They do pretty well down there.
1: Now there used to be a great crappie bite, but I'm talking 35, 40 years uh-huh. ago. You know that I don't know if they, yeah. if they're even crappies that do much on that lake anymore.
2: You know where the guys, uh, the guys that I know that fish it consistently, they catch more up in the river itself okay. than they do than they do down on the lake. There's a lot of catfish in the lake. It's, I mean, it's got a phenomenal catfish population in it, uh-huh. but it's got a good walleye population, too. There's no real structure in the lake. That's kind of a, you know, you need, they, they could be anywhere out there.
1: Yep, that's what I remember. Yep. It's a big bowl.
2: Yep, and uh, I mean, we used to get some very big pike out there, nice pike. I haven't heard of too many big pike coming out there the last few years either.
1: Do you have any seminars coming up?
2: I do not. I haven't really had too much going on the last. Oh, I guess the last six months, uh-huh. So as far as seminars going. I'll probably be at the fishing expo with Shimano and possibly Hummingbird. That'll be my next venture, I guess. That's coming when that that won't be until February. Yeah,
1: that's the end of February, I think. Yep.
2: Yeah. So the rest of the month, I'm I'm going to do a little coyote hunting and. I'm going to take the, the rest of the month to kind of do some things. The ice fishing, the Mississippi River is good, and that bite's been pretty consistent this winter.
1: Yeah, I'm hearing good things from there as well. When you go out on the ice, what locator are you using?
2: I'm fishing with the hummingbirds. I have uh, both the flashers and, a, and the, I have a, a Helix 7. That I use, yeah. I have a Helix nine and a ten that I use. It. They're supposed to be sending me a, one of the new new Mega Lives, but uh, and a three sixty unit. But a lot of the guys haven't seen them yet.
1: Well, I've got the seven uh, on my Crestliner. That's what I've had the last couple years, I think.
2: And that seven does a good job. I've got the ice fishing. The seven I use for ice fishing. The Helix nines and tens I use on my jet boat and uh, my my big Crestliner. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But then I I do have a a nine Helix nine. That will be that is set up for ice fishing and um, I use it as a GPS unit and uh, a sonar unit as well. So and that's what I'll be hooking the Mega Live up to.
1: Got it. Well, Ron, we're going to let you go, but we will catch up with you again now that you're um, reachable. <laughs> I, <laughs> I te- I,
0: this month I should be. I,
1: I should text be. you every couple of weeks and you say, Oh, well, I'm up in Canada, Or I'm down in Missouri, or I'm deer hunting. <laughs> okay, we'll talk to somebody yeah. else. So. Thank you so much for that report, and good luck the rest of the winter, and we'll catch up with you again. All right, Dan. Thank you. You bet. Ron Bearfield with the Madison Report. More Outdoors Radio right after this. Enjoy the ultimate shooting experience at the Range of Richfield, your one-stop shop for all shooters. Just north of the Richfield Cabela's store on Helson Drive, the range of Richfield offers 12 state-of-the-art 25-yard indoor shooting lanes for all pistol and common rifle loads. Classes in home defense, basic handgun and concealed carry, a retail shop, trophy mount display, and more in a welcoming, family-friendly setting. Open daily except Monday to the public and members. Your ultimate shooting experience,
4: therangewi.com. Here's a message from our friends at Remy Battery in Milwaukee, Escanaba, and Houghton. We at Remy Battery Company want to thank all of our customers and friends we have made over the past 90-plus years and your continued support of our local, family-owned company. Stop in and see the expertise of over nine decades of battery knowledge and customer service. Let us take care of the batteries for all of your needs, from power tools to sump pumps and ATVs to hunting decoys, even down to the smallest hearing aids, big and small. We have them all. Stop in for a free battery and electrical check before you hit the road, trails, or waters. Don't forget to ask your sales representatives about volume pricing. Call Remy at 414-384-0340 or visit online at remybattery.com for all your battery and battery accessory needs. If you're ever in a motor vehicle accident,
1: call Hupey and Abraham, named Best Personal Injury Law Firm by the Wisconsin Law Journal year after year. The firm of Hupie and Abraham has collected more than a billion dollars for its clients. In fact, they collect millions of dollars every month for hundreds of satisfied clients. Call the firm voted best and rated best. Hupie and Abraham, 800-800-5678 or visit com And all 11 offices of Hupie and Abraham in Wisconsin, Iowa and Illinois are open for business. And we have been announcing this, and Mike Hupe says he has not paid out the reward yet. He is offering a $25,000 reward for the next anonymous tip that solves a homicide case in the Milwaukee area. So if you've got such a tip, visit milwaukeecrimestoppers.com. Well, joining me this time from Ponca City, Oklahoma... Mr. Hardwater Jeff Kilman in the land of soft water this time of year I'll bet.
5: Yeah, not a lot of hard water around here although it did get cold for uh about a 10 day stretch down here and uh there's a pond on the property that we that we stay on the the owner uh, and president of the federation uh he's got a he's got a small pond here and, and it did freeze over he said now, nobody down here even considers walking across nearly the ice you know but uh I've had it for as cold as it got, and it got into the, you know, negative numbers that uh, you probably could have got away with it for a short period of time.
1: Well, you might have raised a few eyebrows if you had uh, shuffled out there and drilled a hole.
5: <laughs> We've considered it in years past, you know, when they got some colder weather. This is my sixth time down here, so um, uh doing these work weekends, or work weeks, rather, and uh, yeah, you know, maybe one of these times it'll work out, but I don't mind seeing the open water, Dan. I'm I'm not gonna complain at all.
1: Yeah, I don't blame you. Well, what are you doing down there? We've talked about this just about every year. Uh, you are getting ready for a season of of tournaments, right?
2: Yeah,
5: you know, it's, uh, we come down to the headquarters and we do a number of different things. One of those is putting together the trailer, fixing the variety of items that we've got on the trailer that may see some abuse during the, during the tournament season, you know, Uh, through, through the Federation office, we run over a hundred and 70 or 180 events plus each year and so you know equipment sees quite a bit of work and use and so that's how to get touched up or restock with items for giveaways or or just fish care items things like that and then I mean, this time around we actually assisted with some of the registration process for the national walleye tour which uh we took over and running this year they opened registration here earlier this week and we helped with that process as well which was a big help for the office it's not a lot of hands here but they do a tremendous amount of work
1: yeah it sounds like it and then you'll be back home next week right
5: yep i'll be back home next week we'll uh we'll keep the trailer down here at least for a little while longer you know some liquid on the trailer that we use for for certain things we'll, we'll keep it down here in the land of at least a little warmer temperatures and uh I'll get into ice fishing next week when we get back, and we can report about maybe an open water trip down here
1: too. Oh, all right. Well, we look forward to that for sure. Well, I spent several days again this week working with Dave Roll on that new video that we're doing for the Wisconsin chapter of the National Wild Turkey Federation. They're celebrating their 45th anniversary this year, and the National Federation is celebrating its 50th anniversary. We're going to debut it at the state convention in Warrens on February 3rd, and we spent one night, Dave set up. A set, I guess, is, you know, he said, I need a different name for the credit I'll get on this particular show. And I said, well, you could call yourself set designer, because he took his uh, gas fireplace, a mounted turkey, in a gobbling position, and put me in a nice, soft, comfortable chair, so you could just see the fire flickering over my shoulder, and the turkey looks like he's whispering or gobbling in my ear. We spent five hours one night, starting at 9 o'clock, and you can do the math, and you know when we finish. yeah. We needed to do it in the dark. (laughs) The big, tall windows he has there face south, and so we would have totally lost the look of that set had we had to wait till the next morning, and I suppose I could have stayed another day and done it the next night, but... We were both fried when we were done with that. Two o'clock in the morning is not my idea of the time to end your work day, you know?
2: You're Mm not super productive at 2 a.m.
6: (laughs) today?
1: Not anymore. I pulled a few all-nighters back in college, but that's so long ago, we won't talk about that. So anyway, we got that all shot. Dave is editing it, and I'm looking forward to seeing the finished product. That's
3: awesome.
1: Well, we have several four-packs of tickets to the Milwaukee Boat Show to give away this week once again. The show starts on January 20th. We'll hear more about it in just a couple minutes. To enter the drawing, call 414-297-7554 or email me at dsoradio at gmail.com. Leave your name and number, and if you call in, leave your email address, and we'll let you know how to get those tickets if you're a winner. Coming up, Brian Bell, president of Cedar Lake Sales in West Bend, previews new boats coming to the milwaukee boat show dave evenson talks about the new collection of old duck hunter stories by legendary outdoor writer gordon macquarie and ashland high school head coach brad gingris looks ahead to the wisconsin high school ice fishing season i think you'll get a kick out of that one jeff we've got as you know we've got competitive ice fishing in high schools in wisconsin yeah yeah we'll let you go and we'll catch up with you next week again sounds great dan Thank you. You bet. More Outdoors Radio right after this. Enjoy the ultimate shooting experience at the Range of Richfield, your one-stop shop for all shooters. Just north of the Richfield Cabela's store on Helson Drive, the Range of Richfield offers 12 state-of-the-art 25-yard indoor shooting lanes for all pistol and common rifle loads. Classes in home defense, basic handgun and concealed carry, a retail shop, trophy mount display, and more in a welcoming, family-friendly setting. Open daily except Monday to the public and members. Your ultimate shooting experience, therangewi.com sun 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 fun 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 sun
3: sun sun every kind of boat under the sun that boat show music is back and so is wisconsin's largest boat show everything from family runabouts ski and surf boats fishing boats luxury pontoons and more great lakes cruisers and motor yachts we have the boats shop for skis boards and tubes at the tubers truck load sale check milwaukee january 20 through 29 state fair park
7: clam outdoors has what ice anglers need for ice fishing this winter from portable fish traps and pop-up hub shelters to ice armor by clam outerwear and cold weather gear to stay warm on those cold winter days along with a wide array of accessories clam pro tackle frost ice line rods reels and combos and so much more whether you're a hardcore or casual ice angler clam has what you need for ice fishing check out the full line of ice fishing gear at ClamOutdoors.com.
0: Welcome back to your source for the latest hunting and fishing information, Outdoors Radio with Dan Small.
1: Thanks for joining us on Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. The Milwaukee Boat Show is coming to the Wisconsin Exposition Center at State Fair Park. Boy, it's coming up real soon, starting January 20th. Tickets and information are available at milwaukeeboatshow.com. And joining us now to tell us about some of the new boats coming to the boat show is Cedar Lake Sales President Brian Bell. His website is cedarlakesales.com. Well, Brian, thanks for joining us. I bet you're all geared up for the boat show or getting there, right?
8: Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. Glad to be here, Dan, talking with you about the boat show. We're very excited about it. It's coming up soon, and we're doing a lot of prep work to put on a good show for everybody.
1: Now, you've been at this show as long as I can remember. I've been uh, dealing with you folks for many years, and you provide the crestliner boat that I get each year, uh, you know, as a member of your pro staff. This must be about 30 years you've been at the show?
2: Yeah, I believe so,
8: Dan. I I believe you're exactly right. We're at 30 years this year, I think. Okay. So we've been there quite a long time.
1: So what are you bringing to the boat show this year?
8: Well, I believe we're exactly at 40 boats. We have Crestliner boats, aluminum fishing boats, and fish and cruise style boats. We have Bentley pontoon boats. We have Yardcraft fiberglass walleye multi-species boats. And we have Camus multi-species boats and also bass boats.
1: Okay, so quite an array. And you are going to be in your regular location there at the show?
8: Correct. We're in our regular location. So if you enter from the main entrance on the west side of the building, if you walk in and step to your right just a little bit, you're going to run right into us.
1: There you are, yeah. If I'm in the market for a boat, can I buy one right there on the floor?
8: Absolutely. We have our sales staff that are, that are here every day, and we are going to have pro staff and, and other helpers and anybody there to answer your questions about any kind of boat you're looking for, and we can help guide you into whatever your dream is. What, you close your eyes and picture your day on the water, and if you can help us describe that, we can help you find a boat that's going to fit your needs and your budget. If you're ready to go, we can sell you a boat right at the boat show.
1: I would imagine you have some special deals at the show.
8: Yes, we do. For instance, if you purchase a Crestliner at the boat show, you will get a free upgrade on a Hummingbird depth finder. If you purchase a pontoon boat, you'll get a free paradise pad. Those are just a couple examples in addition to special boats show pricing. We're working on that right now to make sure we get some really good deals for you. In addition to that, by the way, Crestliner has some fantastic rebates that are instant rebates. We can take that right off of your invoice. There's rebates all the way up to $3,000, if I remember right.
1: For a few years, or maybe just a couple of years, it was a little difficult to get a boat. Has that problem been solved now?
8: I wouldn't say it's solved 100%. There's still some challenges out there, but things are improving Greatly, We've got inventory in stock and coming, and we have production available from our manufacturers. So if you want to order a boat, we're pretty much going to be able to get you any boat model, color, style, horsepower that you're looking for.
1: COVID shut down some aspects of uh, the supply chain for a lot of industries, but... Henry was telling me last week, Henry Boucher, who is the producer of the show, he said that the engineers at these boat companies were still working, even though they may not have been delivering boats. So are there innovations that we can look forward to this year? Yes. Crestliner, on the Crestliner side of things, your
8: new boat uh, that you're going to get, the 1750 Fishhawk, you're going to go from their older tried-and-true hull to their new APX uh, hull. So you're going to experience something totally new and different and and something that nobody in the aluminum boat industry has. That's really exciting news.
1: What is involved in that new hull?
8: APX hull has something unique at the uh, very bottom of the boat basically it has a better hydrodynamic hull concept that allows better water flow to the propeller. There's two flat sides on either side of the keel of the boat near the rear of the boat and that also provides some additional edges that aluminum boats don't have so the cornering is absolutely phenomenal Uh with the Crestliner boats with apx hull the time to plane is also greatly improved with with that hull
1: i've had the 1750 fishhawk for years now and i've always enjoyed it but i always look forward to whatever new tweaks there might be so uh faster pickup and uh, better corners i'm all for it
8: it's a really really fun stable secure boat to to drive really innovative
1: well good now pontoons have changed a lot in recent years as well, haven't they?
8: Yeah, correct. The old automotive term comes to mind, right? This is not your father's pontoon boat. <laughs> yep. The seating arrangements. There, there are so many seating arrangements available on pontoons, in addition to tritunes. So you can have one boat that does it all you can cruise around and, and have a beautiful you know evening cruise enjoying whatever beverage you would you would like if you want an afternoon of, of tubing and water sports uh, they can do that with you know higher horsepower there's some pontoons that you can you know get up to 350 400 horsepower on there or even some have twin engines available on the back
1: Not everybody who goes to a boat show looking for a boat is going to buy one right there. You have people kind of spend a few days looking at boats, a few hours, maybe one trip. Maybe they come back the second weekend, and then you see them later in January or in February. Does that happen, where they come back and buy a boat after they've seen several?
8: That's the beauty of the Milwaukee boat show at State Fair Park. The boat show starts, as you mentioned, Friday, January 20th. It, it, it goes that Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. The show is closed on Monday and Tuesday, and then we're back open the following Wednesday through Sunday as well. There is plenty of opportunity for customers to come there and explore uh, their wants and needs. There's usually some advantage to buy during the boat show, As far as incentives and and that sort of things, as I mentioned before, like a a free hummingbird upgrade. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, if somebody needs a little bit more time to think and come back here to our store in February, we're going to have all those boats on display. And, in fact, we're we're currently in the middle of building a brand-new showroom. We're adding on about another 10,000 square feet. When we're all done, we're not too sure, but we should be able to have somewhere around 70 boats on display here.
1: Wow. Well, Brian, I hope you have a great boat show. And I hope folks come down and check out your line of boats, your pontoons, your fishing boats, and your uh, fun fish and ski type boats. I'm sure folks will enjoy just looking at all the boats there at the show, whether they're in the market for one or not. Thanks so much for joining us.
8: Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, come on down to the boat show, and if you're in the market stop by, talk to us. My team will help you pick out the right boat to fit your your wants and needs and, and your budget. And if not, and you just like boating and you want to come down and check out what's new, we're here for you as well. It'll be a good time.
1: All right. Brian Bell, the president of Cedar Lake Sales. You can meet him and his crew at the Milwaukee Boat Show starting January 20th, running through the 29th with two days off there, as we mentioned. The website for the boat show is MilwaukeeBoatShow.com. Cedar Lake Sales website is CedarLakesales.com. And as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, we're giving away some four packs of tickets. We'll tell you how you can get in on that drawing later in the show. I'm Dan Small. You are listening to Outdoors
0: Radio. Listen to more Outdoors Radio online at dansmalloutdoors.com. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small.
1: Welcome back to Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. If you've ever come across a box of old outdoor magazines from way back in the 1940s and 50s, maybe at a garage sale or in your grandfather's attic or someplace like that, chances are you've seen a story or two by Gordon MacQuarie, And maybe you've read some of his stories in books that were published 30 years ago now, and most of them, I think, are out of print. He was the outdoors editor of the Milwaukee Journal from 1936 to 1956, and he also wrote for all the popular outdoor magazines of the time, like Field and Stream and Outdoor Life, Sports Field and some others. Dave Evenson is the editor of two collections of Macquarie's newspaper columns from the Journal, Right Off the Reel and Dogs, Drink, and Other Drivel. Just last fall, he published the latest collection of Macquarie stories, Found Stories of the Old Duck Hunters and Other Macquarie Adventures, and he joins us now from his home in northern Wisconsin, right up there in Macquarie country. Well, Dave, welcome back to Outdoors Radio, and thanks for joining us again. Yeah, thank you. Your title for this volume, Found Stories of the Old Duck Hunters, where did these stories turn up?
9: In my mind, they were always the lost stories of the old duck hunters. I sat in uh, A Blind with Keith Crowley a few years ago, and he said, those stories aren't lost, I found them, and he did. He found a lot of them, of course, Keith put out the biography of Gordon McClory in 2003, Right. so 20 years ago, he found stories that did not make the Zack Taylor trilogy or any of the books that Zack Taylor had done, as you say now, 30 years ago. Many of them are out of the lesser magazines of the time, not the big three that you just mentioned, National Sportsman, and there was Outdoors and Outdoorsmen. And I suppose that the collectors that passed them on to Zach Taylor perhaps didn't subscribe to everything, and they're just as good as McCrory is, is and he's very good, as you know. He's an excellent writer.
1: Absolutely. But you've got the book organized in, I guess it's two categories. Part one is the old Duck Hunter stories, And tell us about those stories. Why are they the old duck hunter stories?
2: Well, Keith and I both would
9: agree that if Mr. President is there, if Al Peck, well, either Mr. President, I guess, but uh, Al Peck being the the first Mr. President, then it's an old duck hunter story. He was such a character. And, of course, Harry Knorr, the second Mr. President, was a character equal to the first. That's when it becomes an old duck hunter story. And the rest of the book is, is full of... Macquarie adventures with other people. If you've read the first Macquarie books, you'll know some of the characters. Well, many of them are characters we met through the Milwaukee Journal because obviously he was filling a column weekly for sure and often three and four times a week you'd have another column and he'd pull out another yarn of one of these characters and some of them have their full-fledged magazine article as well.
1: The two presidents of the Old Duck Hunters, Al Peck was Macquarie's first father-in-law, and then Harry Nor was.
9: Harry Nor was a conservation congressman. That's how they got to know each other, I think, the most. But he also was. Uh, well, he's a really interesting character in his own right. He was a postmaster in Mineral Point, but his real job was hunting and fishing and telling lies, I guess, just like Macquarie.
1: What drew you to Macquarie's stories in the first place?
9: I blame everything on in this addiction I have to, uh, to Keith.
1: <laughs>
6: okay.
9: I met him the first time. Uh, he was doing a book tour in 2003. Came to Crux Meadows, which is ham and it was part of my territory at the time. I had never heard of Macquarie before 2003. Keith made the presentation. I took out a book or two, and you know went to the library and got a book or two. And hey, there's something here. That was about the time I retired. I really didn't get started on. Collecting anything until two thousand thirteen, computers were good enough, and there was enough stuff out there to start collecting those Milwaukee Journal articles that it
1: did and those were archived in the journal Sentinel file somewhere, right
9: yes, and and they were they were, and now they've been taken down. Uh, there was at the time uh, Google was on a mission to put every written word in the world make it available and some people in various places said no that's not quite right uh, we have copyrights and all that sort of thing so they took them down now you can still get them and i spent a lot of time looking at microfilm that's how i did
1: that now i think a lot of people like you uh, stumbled on Macquarie through a friend or by picking up a magazine In my case, I was writing for Tom Petrie's Wisconsin Sportsman magazine back in the 1970s and he published the first of those books, stories that were gathered by Zach Taylor, and the title was Stories of the Old Duck Hunters and Other Drivel. And the title itself turned me off and I thought I don't want to read drivel, so I paid no (laughs) attention to those books until one day I, I must have picked one up and I saw that Macquarie was writing about northwest Wisconsin, and that's where I lived. And that was, like you, that was my stomping ground. I was traveling around that part of the state. I was field editor for the magazine. And, and then I ran into Zach Taylor at a writer's conference, and he asked me if the, the cabin was still in existence. And I said, I don't know. And he sent me a copy of that story, Stand the Logs on End, which is in your yeah. new book. And I went on a sleuthing tour, and I met... Stan and Gretchen Barnes, who were realtors at the time, in the town of Barnes, and obviously yep. there's a name connection there, they gave me a tour of the cabin, and uh, that's how I got interested in Macquarie. And now you and others hold an annual Macquarie pilgrimage in that area, don't you?
6: Yes, and thank you because you were part of the
9: story, too. (laughs) that 19, I believe, 1984. Anyway, yes, the Barnes Area Historical Association has a little museum up there. It has a couple of claims to fame, and and certainly one of them is right in the bailiwick that Gordon McQuarrie built his cabin, and many of his stories are focused right there. I think we're on our sixth uh, pilgrimage, is what we call it. It's a weekend before Labor Day, and pilgrims come from, well, farthest, I think is from Oklahoma, but we have from Illinois and obviously many from Wisconsin and Minnesota and Michigan. No internationals yet. We have one guy in Ontario that wanted to come, but COVID kept him out. That's the highlight of the year for the Macquarie part at, uh, at the Barnes Area Historical Association Museum. And of course, these books are Published through them, they actually hold the copyrights and they collect the royalties. So that's a good thing to keep that Macquarie Museum going.
1: And you are donating all the proceeds from the books because, as you say, they own the the uh, copyright. And you mentioned the the little museum. Uh, there is a Gordon Macquarie room. There's a duck skiff in there. His typewriter, duck decoys, fishing tackle that he owned. Pilgrimage is the right word because people who are fans of Macquarie or fans of those days that are really before our time when you and I were just getting into hunting and fishing, yeah. I'm sure you have old relatives who are no longer around, as I do, who could have been Macquarie's companions. They used the same kind of tackle. They rowed wooden boats. They were bait casters, and they kept every fish they caught that was legal size and had a grand old time back in those days. That's for sure, yeah. Now, why should we read Macquarie today?
9: He is such a student of people. That's one of the main things. People are more interesting than fish. He really enjoyed people and enjoyed characterizing them, and was so good at it. You would recognize, or you would recognize, boy, that just sounds like my uncle, uncle Pete.
1: You know mm-hmm. that's, yep. that would
9: be him. Yeah. Or you know, they characterize it so well. And the second thing is that he had such a love. He was so good at characterizing feelings and emotions that come with paying attention, and you know, many times he'll have a, just a little blurb in his story, and and Al Peck says it's beautiful, and you know that, it it and it is beautiful, and today that's not that's not uncommon, I don't think. Although we have, obviously we have people that don't pay attention, but I think maybe as we grow older we do pay attention more to it is beautiful and it's it's a wonderful outdoors place we have and and we're blessed
1: we certainly are and and he knew that and i think part of the appeal for me is he was there before a lot of the roads were paved he was there before some of these areas have got uh spoiled or exploited although he was there Right after the logging era took down all the pines in northern Wisconsin, so in some sense there was there was uh, really devastation in the landscape. But the fishing and and some of the hunting was just remarkable, especially the duck hunting.
9: Yes, probably another thing that I liked is that he was humble. He was didn't mind admitting that he missed, maybe missed a bunch. He didn't mind admitting that he went out and well, and, and once again, Mr. President. He has one story, and it's in the Zach Taylor literature. Mr. President, you know, had to be on the river. I just got to be there, but didn't catch fish. I have to be there. I, I need to be there. I have days like that. You do, too, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. It's pretty important to be out there, even when you know that it's not very likely that
1: you're going to get anything. I need to get away. I need to be there. Absolutely. Well, one... One story that really grabbed me was his life of an outdoor writer. And yeah. I think you've probably experienced some of that yourself, but I certainly have for almost a half century now. A lot of people have told me, boy, I'd love to have your job. All you do is go hunting <laughs> and fishing, you know. well, <laughs> Yeah, but Macquarie McCre- yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. writes about heading to South Dakota to hunt pheasants, but on the way he spends, I think, three days at... Five or six different stops in Wisconsin writing a column on this person and, uh, uh, and a report on that event. And then he gets into Minnesota and there's more writing. And then he gets to the Dakotas finally and he hunts pheasants for two days and then works his way back and makes more stops uh, and he's writing in the back of his vehicle on a manual typewriter and mailing his stories or handing them to a telegraph operator and they're getting forwarded to the Milwaukee Journal and then sending film by mail. I mean, this is stuff we used to do 40 years ago, but we don't anymore. And then Go working ahead. working right up till 3 a.m. You know, sometimes.
9: You feel people that don't know i used to work for the dnr i was a wildlife manager and so i get a little bit of that yeah yeah you guys just hunt and fish and obviously working for the dnr you don't and and working as you do as an outdoor writer you don't either i mean you, you hunt and fish but there's a lot of writing and a lot of what we're doing right now
1: yep yeah, exactly yeah how can folks get your book dave where it went. Absolutely, And, of course, the pilgrimage is a great event. I've been there at least twice. We have a good
9: group. A bunch of people return, and we try to have something new for them. There's always new faces and new friends to be met.
1: Well, Dave, thanks so much for visiting with us, and we'll send folks to the Baja website, and hope. People pick up your book, and I may also have copies of the book at the Milwaukee Sports Show. We haven't discussed that yet, but I'll be in touch with the folks at the museum and see if I can have them available for sale as I have in the past with some of the other books. So thank you so much for joining us. You bet. Dave Evenson is the editor of this new collection of Gordon Macquarie stories called Found Stories of the Old Duck Hunters and Other Macquarie Adventures. You can get it and learn more about everything we've talked about, as Dave mentioned, online at Baha Museum, B-A-H-A Museum.org. I'm Dan Small. You are listening to Outdoors Radio.
3: Sun, sun, sun. Fun, fun, fun. Sun, sun, sun. Boaters, this is your show, the Milwaukee Boat Show at State Fair Park. Over 300 boats, family runabouts, ski and surf boats, luxury pontoons and fishing boats. More Lake Michigan boats than ever. Tierra, Beneteau, Cruisers, Sea Ray, Formula, Grady White, Boston Whaler, and more. We have the boats. See Twiggy the water skiing squirrel the second weekend. Check MilwaukeeBoatShow.com January 20 through 29. Close Monday and Tuesday.
7: Clam Outdoors has what ice anglers need for ice fishing this winter. From portable fish traps and pop-up hub shelters to ice armor by Clam Outerwear and cold weather gear to stay warm on those cold winter days. Along with a wide array of accessories, Clam Pro Tackle, Frost Ice Line, rods, reels, and combos, and so much more. Whether you're a hardcore or casual ice angler, Clam has what you need for ice fishing. Check out the full line of ice fishing gear at ClamOutdoors.com. Here's
4: a message from our friends at Remy Battery in Milwaukee, Escanaba, and Houghton. We at Remy Battery Company want to thank all of our customers and friends we have made over the past 90-plus years and your continued support of our local, family-owned company. Stop in and see the expertise of over nine decades of battery knowledge and customer service. Let us take care of the batteries for all of your needs, from power tools to sump pumps and ATVs to hunting decoys, even down to the smallest hearing aids, big and small. We have them all. Stop in for a free battery and electrical check before you hit the road, trails, or waters. Don't forget to ask your sales representatives about volume pricing. Call Remy at 414-384-0340 or visit online at remybattery.com for all your battery and battery accessory needs. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small.
1: Thanks for joining us on Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small, and joining me from Marengo, Wisconsin, is Brad Gingras. Brad is the head coach of the Ashland Ordockers ice fishing team. Brad, thanks so much for joining us.
6: Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Thanks, Dan.
1: Brad, tell me about ice fishing, interscholastic ice fishing. How does that work here in Wisconsin?
6: Yeah, that's a good question. I had the same curiosity when I joined the team a couple of years ago, and the simple answer is every event is different. All events, which obviously take place during the winter for ice fishing, and now there's even some for open water in in spring summer and fall but every event has specific rules that are unique to that exact event so some of them may be specific for only catching panfish and you would register up to three or five of your biggest fish some of them may be a mixed bag where you're chasing different species every tournament is a little unique some of them are actually on a specific body of water that each team must travel to to compete on well other events that are virtual where you can fish on any body of water in the state of Wisconsin and just abide by the rules that have been set forth by that specific event or tournament. So it's very unique, and, and that's why I love it so much is because every event is a little bit different and brings new challenges to, to the teams. There's many events that have multiple teams that are on the same body of water, um, and and so you may be seeing other, other schools that some cases may be very close to you. Other events, like I mentioned, are virtual where teams can choose whatever body of water that they're going to fish on and just abide by the rules that have been set up. So it's really specific to whatever school or group is hosting that event and how they decide to structure it.
1: What's the overarching uh, organization?
6: Yeah, it's a wonderful organization. Uh, the, the, we simply call them WIFA, but it's the Wisconsin Interscholastic Fishing Association. And it's a wonderful group of people that, that are the governing body for these events and tournaments that have been set up. And so they do a wonderful job of making sure that schools are well informed of what they need to do to compete and to structure their season and they set up even a state tournament which is always on a specific body of water and brings many many hundreds of students down to compete and then they will crown the the state champion of wisconsin at that statewide event which is always held usually around the february 17th or 18th weekend
1: you have multiple events how many tournaments or different events do you do in a year
6: For Ashland this year, we're going to participate in six different events. Other schools, it's very specific to what their leadership sets up, but there's events on the the WIFA webpage that show what events are available. As I mentioned, some are in person, specific to that body of water. Others are virtual. For Ashland specifically, we're going to participate in six different events this winter. It has been a tough start to the year because of our, our conditions where we simply just have so much snow that slush has been a factor. So unfortunately, we already had to postpone our first two weekends. We're looking to reschedule those and still get our students on ice.
1: And you fish all over the state. I would imagine you have some events right there on Chequamegon Bay, don't you?
6: This year, Battle of the Bay on Shawamigan Bay does not appear to be happening However, there are events that are in this area. We host a tournament on the Pike Lake Chain, just south of Iron River, Wisconsin. Lakeland High School does one in Monaco, where there's a, a great group um, that is competing with Prairie Farm and Chittac. Um So those are a few that are here in the north. And then there's other tournaments that are throughout the state. There's some in the southern part, middle of the state, just all over. It's really up to a lot of the high schools that host the events, or WeFA will also host some of the events themselves.
1: How many students do you have participating?
6: On the Ashland team this year, we have 15 students. That's usually about the norm for us, we're somewhere in that 12 to 18. Other schools have some lower numbers, others have higher numbers, but that's right about where we're trying to hover is in in around 15. Otherwise logistics can get tough, transporting kids and as you know, it's a lot of equipment to also bring along. So that's right about the the good number for us to to be able to travel and compete with.
1: Now, 15 kids, and you're the head coach, but you have other coaches as well, right? I know Todd Chingo, my friend who is the manager of the American there in Ashland, is one of your coaches.
6: He sure is. Todd's been involved for many years, and we simply could not do this without other adults to help out transporting not only students, but the equipment, and, and many of the events that we participate in require snowmobiles or ATVs just to simply get out to some of the places that we're fishing. So it is reliant on adult help in addition to just myself. We have an incredible great group of coaches that, that help me out each year, and I just simply couldn't, couldn't do it without them.
1: Now, you mentioned the UEFA webpage. What is the website?
6: The WEFA webpage is studentfishing.com, and on there you can see all of the various events that have been set up for this calendar year. There's other resources that are on the webpage of previous years, including information that they have for any high school angler that wants to do what's called the Master Angler, which is a really neat competitive year-round event that they've set up where they have created a minimum size for each species of fish or game fish in Wisconsin. And that minimum size, it's a big size, but if you can catch a fish of that specific length, you can enter into the master angler and it adds up throughout the year. So there's been students that have caught well over 20 master angler fish and each master angler fish is a large fish. So WIFA does a wonderful job and their their webpage has a lot of information on there for, for people to check out, including ways to even get teams started.
1: Brad, a lot of ice fishermen are happy to take home a, a meal of perch or bluegills or whatever. Is this catch-and-release fishing, or do you keep them?
6: Yeah, that's a great question, and I'm glad you asked. I'm really proud to say that we release virtually every single fish that we catch. There's some fine folks that created an app for smartphones called Fish Donkey. And Fish Donkey is a fishing tournament app in which you can photograph your fish, enter in what species and the length it is, which the photographs are in our case is a picture of the uh, student angler holding the fish, and then the fish on a an official bump board and measure them. And so we photograph the fish being measured, a photograph of the student holding it, and we release them. And so I'm very proud to say that last year we released virtually every fish. A couple that were damaged in the fight were kept, and our goal this year is to release 100% of the fish that we catch, which will only help sustain the fisheries in Wisconsin, which is very important to us that we keep the fisheries as strong as we can for generations to come.
1: Well, that's great. All right. Now, is this a spectator sport? If you're not a team member, can you go and watch an event the way you could, a basketball game or a football game?
6: you could. I I have to admit, it probably wouldn't be too exciting, (laughs) because watching ice fishing is not exactly like watching a football game. But if someone is interested in watching, I would encourage them to go and, and communicate with their local team and find out where the students are fishing. But in most cases, it's predominantly just the teams, the schools that are out there with their students and their coaches.
1: How is your team received by other students, say, the uh, the, the so-called jocks, you know, football players, the basketball players, baseball players?
6: Yeah, that's a great question, and I would say extremely well. In fact, we have many of those students that are on our team. Fishing is a sport that it's not gender-specific. It also reaches a different demographic. Our Ashland team has a great reputation. We've had wonderful students for the past, I believe we're in year seven of our team, And and it's been a very diverse group of students that play other sports, other students that only participate on this team. And and so the reputation has been very good, and we have a wonderful relationship with our high school also.
1: Do you have an upcoming event we can talk about?
6: Unfortunately, we were hosting an event on the Pike Lake chain this weekend, but the slush conditions are pretty tough. And so instead, we're going to shift gears and move on to Shawamigan Bay on Lake Superior, and WIFA has a challenge. It's a virtual challenge where you can fish any body of water, and in order to participate in this event, you must have your team complete an ice safety course, which we've already done, how to properly measure and register each fish that you catch, which we have already done, and then your goal for the day is to catch at least 200 inches of fish. So it's not specific to any species, it's just the total length of fish that you catch. So we will be participating in that event instead of our own tournament, which we've had to postpone simply because of the ice, snow, and flush conditions.
1: Fishing on Chequamegon Bay ought to give you uh, at least maybe a half a leg up because there's some big fish out there.
6: Well, I just knocked on wood, Dan, so I'm hoping you're correct on that. (laughs) All right.
1: Well, Brad, once more, the website before we let you go?
6: Studentfishing.com.
1: All right. Thanks so much, and good luck this weekend and for the rest of the winter.
6: Thank you, Dan. I appreciate you having me on.
1: You bet. Brad Gingras, head coach of the Ashland Ordockers ice fishing team. Go Dockers. I'm Dan Small. You are listening to Outdoors Radio. Enjoy the ultimate shooting experience at the Range of Richfield, your one-stop shop for all shooters. Just north of the Richfield Cabela's store on Helson Drive, the Range of Richfield offers 12 state-of-the-art 25-yard indoor shooting lanes for all pistol and common rifle loads. Classes in home defense, basic handgun and concealed carry, a retail shop, trophy mount display, and more in a welcoming, family-friendly setting. Open daily except Monday to the public and members. Your ultimate shooting experience, therangewi.com. If your rifle, shotgun, handgun, or muzzleloader needs work this season, call Roger Williams at Northern Magnetic, LLC. A licensed professional gunsmith for over 35 years, Roger can repair, customize, rebarrel, install sights and scope mounts, and more on all firearms makes and models. When you need a professional gunsmith, call Roger at 262-339-1798 or visit FixGuns.com. That's 262-339-1798 or FixGuns.com.
4: The Midwest's largest fishing website, lake-link.com, is your online fishing resource. 90% of Lake Link's features are yours to use free of charge, and members get access to Lake Link's online lake map library, lets you get GPS coordinates of any spot on the lake, and export waypoints to your onboard electronics. Members also get free outdoor classified ads, discounts, and online store merchandise, and a whole lot more. You can also listen to Outdoors Radio 24-7 on Lake Link. Listen to this week's show... Catch any of our past shows, subscribe to our podcast, or even sign up for our weekly e-newsletter so you'll know in advance what's coming up right here. Just type in the keyword radio. See what you've been missing. Log on to lake-link.com today. That's lake-link.com.
0: Welcome back to your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Outdoors Radio with Dan Small.
1: Welcome back to Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. We're brought to you by Cedar Lake Sales on Highway 33 West in West Bend on the web at CedarLakesales.com. Folks at Cedar Lake Sales are getting ready for the Milwaukee Boat Show, which opens next Friday. So check their website and Facebook page for details and for some great deals. We're also brought to you by Ducks Unlimited. You can find out about their upcoming Ducks Expo at dukexpo.com. That's dukexpo.com. Dot com. If Outdoor Wisconsin, our TV show, is not airing where you live, you can catch past episodes online at milwaukeepbs.org. And last year's Deer Hunt Wisconsin show, along with shows from the last several years, those are all archived on the Deer Hunt Wisconsin YouTube channel, and you'll find a link to it on my Facebook page. If you missed any dates, websites, or phone numbers, or you want to hear anything again, you can listen online at lake-link.com slash radio. You can find me and Jeff on social media. Jeff is Hardwater Jeff, and you can find me at Dan Small Outdoors. We are giving away several four-packs of tickets again this week, tickets to the Milwaukee Boat Show at State Fair Park. The show starts on January 20th, so to enter the drawing, give us a call at 414-297-7554 or email dsoradio at gmail.com. You can leave your name, number, and email address in either fashion there, if you email or call. Mention the Boat Show ticket giveaway. And again, the number, 414-297-7554. Email dsoradio at gmail.com. And we drew some winners last week. We will be in touch with you folks by phone or email, let you know, how you can get your tickets. Well, if you're looking for something to do in the evening this winter, there are candlelight events at state parks and natural areas, hiking, snowshoeing, ski outings, even fat bike events. They started last week, actually, and there are events every weekend through the end of February. Details on the DNR website. Click on the events calendar for details. This weekend, January 14th through the 15th, is the 36th annual Bald Eagle Watching Days event in Prairie du Sac. Details on the DNR website, keywords for that, eagle watch. And while you're on the DNR site, check out Snapshot Wisconsin to see the photos that participants are getting on trail camps. 1,800 volunteers, 2,000 cameras, 74 million photos of Wisconsin wildlife species. The DNR website has a link, keywords snapshot Wisconsin. And the DNR is hosting a public meeting on Lake Michigan fisheries management Monday, January 23rd at Lakeshore Technical College in Cleveland. That's Cleveland, Wisconsin, of course. Details on the DNR website, keywords Lake Michigan fisheries. And we'll have more about that on next week's show. Our theme music is by Warren Nelson. You can hear more of his tunes at WarrenNelson.com. I'm Dan Small. Jeff Kelm will be back again next week. Get outside this weekend and be sure to join us next week for Outdoors Radio. When the cool night
3: swallows the moose's nose and the heron is fishing
2: on one cold leg when the loon cries lover In the blue north wind, I'll be trolling home to you. When my wrist gets a little chilly on the gunnel, when my lazy Ike is just too lazy to lure. When the worms go dry, in the coffee can, honey, I'll be trolling.